look, if this, if you get on all jokes aside, if if this is legit, and look, someone pays for my license and the entry fee, yeah, I'm, I will absolutely, I will race, I will I will put in one hundred and ten percent effort to race and be as as competitive as I can be. Yeah, no one's no one's joking around here, so it sounds like this is what you're doing. Episode 51, Tank Slapping Podcast. Back at it. Had a little little break there. We were in Florida, you know, getting ready for bike week and things of that. So sorry for the delay, but we're coming at you hard, really hard, like sending it this week with, I got two co-hosts. We just talked about it before I came on here. It's kind of the dream team. I got Robbie Bobby McClendon and I have Frankie Garcia on the line. Frankie, you're new, man. What's going on? Dude, this is cool. I mean, I had a little a part of an episode at one point in uh in the history of Tank Slapping Podcast, but I mean, to be a co-host, it's a it's a dream come true. <laughs> well, we got we got Frankie and then Robbie Bobby's coming back. Fan favorite, man. The fans, the Facebook fans don't really like you, but the the podcast fans love you, man. What's what's new in your world? Well, let's let's reiterate that real quick. The Facebook vintage over 50 spectator crowd that has really never been active in the sport other than behind the computer where they feel they can say whatever they need to say. I think everybody else in the world loves me. At least that's what I tell myself every day. <laughs> Anytime I get on Facebook and I see like something like Robbie Bobby McClendon has commented on something with 180 comments, I'm like, good Lord. <laughs> oh, Robbie yeah. Bobby's a... Robbie Bobby is a really good tool for finding out what kind of person somebody is. It's like, do you like Robbie Bobby? Yes. Okay. You're fun and cool. Oh, you don't. You suck. It's very simple. <laughs> I try, but there, I got some really, really close friends that, that we've almost lost friendship over Facebook, but in the end it, it always fixes itself. But yeah, I'm a I'm definitely your Facebook warrior for flat track. I'll I'll stand by my guns any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, it's entertaining, man. It gives me a reason to even get on Facebook. So um before we get too far into this, I wanted to make sure we just shout out the sponsors and make it happen. Bell Power Sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. Um, hit them up on social media. The quality and safety of the helmets is unmatched. Uh, if you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Moto America, the Moto America series. Chuck Asplund, man, was at uh, at Volution. He came up and told me how much he loved the pod, and uh, I, I appreciate their support. I'm a big fan of the series. Frankie and Rob are, uh, are have been competitors in Moto America, so um, Rob's got a win. Actually, uh, Chuck was talking about your win, Rob, at uh, Evolution in the Twins Cup, and and then uh, Frankie put. <laughs> Frankie put it on the box in the bagger class. So, uh, yeah, so we're big fans of Moto America, and we appreciate their support. Make sure you check them out on social media. Um, view their schedule. Get tickets for a race near you. And if you can't attend, check out the uh, Moto America Live Plus package. It's amazing footage, and uh, we love watching that series. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield. Keeps the sport rolling. If, if, if you haven't been to a flat track race, 
uh, in the last couple of years, you probably don't realize it, but there's roof systems logos everywhere. And, and we appreciate Jerry for supporting our podcast. And uh, lastly, one of our newest sponsors, we appreciate them coming back on board. It's Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. Check them out, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. They're the official tire of American Flat Track. They have three compound rears and two compound fronts. The new DT4 is an amazing tire, and it, it was put through the ringer at Volusia. And, uh, man, it's what – looking at Dalton's tire, Rob, and putting the fast slap of the race with that tire, man, just it says a lot about how good those tires can be. So, yeah, talk about that a little bit, man. Rob, uh, The let's get into Volusia a little bit. What were your overall thoughts on the weekend? Um, well, you know what? I had this really awesome uh, congratulatory thing I want to say to you, and I'm still going to, but then I realized legitimately how shitty is it that the only person that had a better Volusia than Corey Texter was his, was his sister, Shayna Texter. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I got two podiums. Shayna's like, oh, well, I, I just got two wins, but it's cool. No big deal. <laughs> yeah well what a, i mean for me that was that was unexpected honestly and i'm like you know i'm team Shayna all the way but i was like wow holy shit and then when she won the first day i'm like man that class is so stacked like i don't i don't know if she can back it up and she went out there this the second night and fucking did the same thing and you know when mikey rushed she was kind of holding holding up the pack at the start of the race i'm like yo you better get going and mikey rushed no nope, dude she was no way. She was controlling the race, dude. That's exactly what she was doing. Yeah, yeah. And then she got him back. I was like, "All right, I see you." So that was that was cool. Frankie, you watched it. You watched the action back home. Uh, what were oh, your yeah. thoughts on on Volusia, man? That was a crazy I mean, weekend. I mean, I, I think we talked about it a little bit already, but man, the race of the weekend for me had to be the Production Twins race when you came from like 69th on the grid. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, man. I was like, I missed qualifying. So I was like watching the race and I'm like, why is Corey so far in the back? Like, what, what's going on? And, uh, you know, obviously my, my two favorite guys in the class are you and Dalton. And uh, so I'm like, you know, what's going on? How, why is he so far back there? And then, you know, halfway through the race, they're just like, here comes Corey Texter. I'm like, oh, he's making, a, he's making moves. And then last lap, second place, I'm like, he's not that close, but we'll see what happens. And, you know, going into three you started making moves and you got all buck wild and almost pulled it off, man. That was exciting. You know, that was a, that was a, that was a big moment that race, you know, it had to have felt like a win. Yeah, it was good for me. Cause I've always been known as like, not that guy that takes chances. So for me to actually go for that on the last lap, I think a lot of people were like, Oh shit. So yeah, that was, it was fun. I mean, I was sort of surprised that he, he went underneath the groove like that and, 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 and blocked, blocked me in that last corner. But I, like I said, on the podium, I would have done the same thing for a national win. So it didn't play out the way I would have liked, but shit, man, I'm glad all the fans were digging it. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts on that last lap pass, Rob? Would, would you have done the same thing? No, I 100% would have done the same thing, but I'll happily admit I was one of the people in the corner that just wrongly assumed. I was like, oh, Corey's got second place. He's smart, blah, blah, blah. And then, you did like a, a Mies or a Sammy Halbert or a Shayna. And dude, I mean, if he was a little bit smaller of a brighter package like you, it might've been a whole different story, but I was just surprised you guys kept on two wheels. Cause it was, I was standing right there really close and I felt like 
like I felt like it was going to be a wreck, and I'm glad both of you are the caliber riders you are because, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you kept up and, and you still got a podium. I mean, if it probably would have been a different Corey Texter, we would have seen the bear come out if you like got wrecked and he didn't, or or if you both went down, we would have seen the bear and you would have had a tree to climb to get up to, to Bromley, but I would have liked to have seen it. It would have been pretty sweet, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, I was a little bummed, but it, it wasn't that bad. Like, like I said, for a win at a national, I get it. And I, I had a little bit of uh, joy there when Chad came back and passed us both. Cause if he would have did that and got the win, it would, I would have been a little salty if he pulled that off, but uh, no, nah, it was cool, man. I, I, I'm glad like making memories like that for the fans and, and looking back on it, like the wins and the money and shit that gets spent or blown at razzles or whatever. But the, uh, the the mem like the what people remember like that that race is uh is something that was pretty cool but um generally speaking man i thought the event was cool uh you know a lot of good racing things things of that nature uh i got some fan questions we'll go over here in a bit regarding the volusia event but i wanted to touch upon the daytona 200 i've never been a fan of that race to be honest i never thought it was that exciting and i actually watched it this year and maybe I'm biased because I'm boys with Posh, but I thought it was like a really entertaining race. Uh, the the strategy. Brandon was my. Go ahead, Frankie. Brandon was my roommate. <laughs> I know. I, I was roommates with I was roommates with that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy, huh? Uh, you know what? It was uh, it was interesting. You know, he came in, and you know, we're he, he was a little younger than the rest of us, but you know, we had to settle him down a little bit. You know, he was, he was moved to SoCal and he got all crazy and he like, you know, just wanted to like be a SoCal moto guy and like get chicks. And like, we're like, Nope, it's not how it works, buddy. Like you're here for a job. And, uh, you know, I like to take a little bit of credit for his 200 win. <laughs> settled him, settled it down a little bit, you know, did you watch it? But, uh, um, I'll be really honest. I did not. I did not watch the Daytona 200. I was uh, more focused on watching AFT in the <laughs> in the evening. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Rob, did you were you did you guys get to watch it up top? We had the monitor going uh, in uh, in like the Wally Brown pit. We were able to watch it, but um, did you did you get to see any of it? Any of it? No, I, I didn't. But the race has always been fun to me. I ran that that event twice, and um, just. People don't give it the credit it's due. Yeah, there's definitely some slow guys that enter it, but there's a lot of really, really fast dudes, and it still means something to win the 200. I mean, I, I love. I wish. I kind of wish Moto America would would figure out a way to re-sanction that because that was always like the race at the beginning of the year, and who wouldn't love to see like Graves and them have to come back and some of these other big teams come in there and do it? Yeah, that'd be really cool. What year did you do that race? um oh maybe oh six or oh seven and like maybe oh eight or oh nine i can't remember okay um, i did it in 2012 yeah i was done by then i did uh i was like the first dude to do it on the 675 triumph when they came out and i think i think i got like a, a 16th which sucks but when i was there it was against miguel and zimke and arian and factory honda and attack kawasaki and the bad so dude. anything yeah, well, there was like back then there was like what twelve supported factory riders. So yeah. To finish. So basically, you got fifth. Exactly. That's what I'm I mean, saying too. It's kind of like AFT. Like 
it's really stacked at the top. Like the riders, like Sean Dillon Kelly is a good rider, posh, and Barney still gets it on. Tyler Hare is obviously talented, but you know, the 10th through 15th place guys, and I don't even know, I don't even know who got 10. So if I'm talking shit and you got 10th, I apologize. But yeah, it's just the the quality at the top is stacked. But then it, you know, like dudes, people were getting lapped on lap five. I'm like, holy shit. Like, uh, well, I, that's yeah. riding R threes. <laughs> no, that's the, that's the, the, that's the sad part that it's still a club race and yeah. a pro race in one because you've got, it'd be like Corey. It'd be like if you went to a Steve Nace race and obviously it would never happen like this, but they put the twins on a half mile with the 85. That's how much distance and speed there are between the fast guys. And then the guys that are out there just to say they entered the 200. It's scary. I mean, it was like, yeah, no, absolutely. I was watching it and they were going some of the, um, when like toward the end of the race, when the leaders were going by the, the lappers, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like those guys were way slower. So, I mean, I guess it adds some entertainment factor to it. I guess I didn't see the the start of it, but I guess Kyle Wyman sent it into the back of a lapper. And that obviously was, uh, not ideal for him, but for, for some of the other guys, I guess it's kind of entertaining and, and things of that, but no, I, I, that's one race. Like I'm jealous. You, you both have raced it. I, I'm not a road race guy, but I, I definitely, it's something I would like to do eventually would, uh, just, just to say I did it. My dad raced it actually. And he, I think he got a top 10 finish back in the day. So, um, I think he got ninth one year. I got to check. Um, I know he did well, but yeah, no, that's some, something I'd like to do. You should do it. You should find like a nice R6 and, uh, you don't even, you're already in such good shape. I wouldn't even say train that way for you. You'd have to mentally prepare yourself for hours on a motorcycle, but, uh, it was, it's a rush, man. Going, people think it's an easy track and it kind of is to learn, but I never got within like, I think I was like two and a half seconds off the fast guys. And even still you get into a pack with like eight dudes at 170 miles an hour. It's like a, a crazy good rush. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, the banking there is like nothing you you'll ever experience ever in your life. And you know, you get in the, you get in a draft on a mile versus getting on a draft on the Daytona banking is like two separate things. Like you're in a draft forever. It's it's so cool. Yeah, I actually got to yeah. race Daytona on the Harley, but I I was scared I was gonna fall down the banking because the bike was so slow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't anything like uh, riding a six hundred, but yeah, and that's something I'd like to I'd like to try out. Hey, fuck, maybe we'll do it one year. I'll call you guys to be my pit crew or something. But yeah, we'll um, be the pit crew, man. We're like, <laughs> yeah, Robbie, Bobby, and I did it. We're both like chubby dudes, and like we made it happen. You got this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'd take a stab at it. Somebody's got to finish 20th. So, um, <laughs> so we'll get into some of the fan questions. I had a couple, I asked on uh, Instagram for uh, some, some of the fans to talk about bike week and what their thoughts were. And the first one I'll, I'll ask Frankie first, what is the better season opener in flat track? Was it municipal stadium back when they had it at the, uh, like the track and field, uh, the paper clipped track, the Daytona TT inside the stadium, or I'm sorry, inside the speedway, Daytona short track outside the speedway or Volusia half mile out of those four racetracks, Frankie, what is the best season opener in your opinion? I don't even have to think about the answer to this question. It's municipal stadium all day long. I probably said that a hundred times in the last two weeks, bring back that track ASAP, please do everybody a favor and bring back that slippery, sketchy track. 
please. Rob, what well, are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, yeah, nope. I'm, I was actually giving it a little bit of thought for you, man. I got, uh, I got to say, uh, having, I think I've raced every one except for the TT. So the funnest one for me to race was the, um, the musical stadium, bar none. Like, I, I, I say I sucked. I felt like I was fast, but I never had good luck there, but I always enjoyed riding my Rotax there. The most successful I ever had was at the actual little, I call it the shithole short track outside. I actually led a main event there. And then the TT, just the conk asphalt TT is would have been a bucket list because I think I would have done really well. But uh, I was happy you guys got to race it. Yeah, it's kind of funny, everybody. Everybody that, like, when we raced Municipal, everybody hated it. And then when we took it away, everybody missed it. Um, and, Frankie, actually, I seen a photo. Somebody sent me a photo this week that was uh, – they screenshot it off Brian Smith's page, and it's, like, grass now. Like, it's not even – it's full grass, which not a big deal. I guess you could throw wow. some of that shitty dirt on top of it, and we could get after it. But, um, I mean, for me, I don't know. I mean – I like Volusia. It's a fun track, but it's not that racy. Uh, it's really hard to make passes. It's, it's um, pretty much wherever you get off on that racetrack is typically where you finish. So I, I like Municipal a lot. As far as like unpredictable shit, you know, Ricky Winsett winning in a sweatshirt, um, guys going out there, Sammy Halber. I think he had like his first podium there. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of guys who have done really well at Municipal Stadium who you wouldn't have expected. And that's kind of the spirit of Daytona the season opener is like expect the unexpected and at Volusia it's kind of hard to make that happen pretty much the fast guys they're at the front on a track like that but you go to Municipal or you go to Daytona short track shit happens and that's kind of like what's typical with season openers kind of like Anaheim one and uh all all kinds of motorsports uh Daytona 500 I mean yeah so I I like that aspect of you never know what's going to happen and with uh with Volusia it's it's a little tougher. Um, next question I had, this was directed toward me, but I, I don't even know how to answer this. Rob, I'll let Dude, you. I will. I'll, I'll do you. it. What is it? <laughs> we'll, we'll answer it pretending to be you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. I don't know. all right, I'll just throw it out there. Could you whole shot a super twins race on your Yamaha? Oh uh, yeah. No fucking doubt. No, no doubt for real. Um, me and, me and Posh, we've been hanging out a lot lately at the house, and I got this Trent Lowe kid, but I could definitely whole shot the Super Twins on the Yami for sure, for sure. How was that? I don't think anybody else needs to answer the question. Bro, I was like, who but is seriously, Who's talking right now? No, seriously, yeah. No, no, you could definitely, you could definitely hold. You personally, yes, because, dude, I shit you not, man. Sometimes I'm like, fuck, Dalton gets really good starts, and – I know Corey's going to whole shot his ass. Like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know if it's – I think it's a combination of you're being lightweight, but you have incredibly good reaction time. But what's weird is sometimes your lightweight can hurt you, but I've never seen it really hurt you. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the Yamaha actually gets gets off the line really well. Um, and I think the Indians, they're not that great off the line. You know, from my experiences, I, I think uh, – I hated taking off on those Indians. I thought they sucked like for shifting, whatever, but yeah, I, I think it's possible. I don't know what I could do after that. I'd have to get on the front row to, uh, to make that happen. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a weird question, but yeah, my start doing it, honestly, when I saw Dalton in one of my heat races, 
I was like, all right, I know this kid gets good starts, so this will be interesting. But um, yeah, that's the thing about Volusia, man. Like the whole shot is everything. So, um, but that's one thing I think the Yamaha can do as well or better than the Indian is it it gets off the line really well. Um, I kind of want to move to a a more general question somebody asked. Uh, again, I'll go to Frankie on this. Is there reason to worry about the number of riders and super twins right now? I mean, obviously we'd like to see a more fuller grid. I mean, the more, the more riders, the better. I mean, I think that they're not being, you know, a full entry list is, I don't, I wouldn't say it's something to worry about, but I mean, at the same time, I feel like AFT are the ones making it hard. You know, they're the ones making it hard on the riders. I think it's expensive. You know, there's a lot of things they're asking for. I don't know what really changed for 2021 versus 2020 with that. But, um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of guys, you know, like, you know, I, I think this, the same question could have been asked last year. There's a lot of guys that, that you know, the Jeffrey Carvers and guys like him that, that, aren't really full time or can't do the full season or can't afford the full season or whatever of super twins that have potential to win races. And I think that's what the problem is. So I think there needs to be some sort of program set for wild cards and, you know, guys that come in and, and just do single races, um, you know, rather than signing up for the entire series, like they make almost mandatory. Yeah, no, I, that's something to think about too is, uh, is uh yeah when pretty much when you sign up for super twins it's pretty much a year-long commitment and it's tough man it's it's tough to buy a fifty thousand dollar indian and then buy everything else you need to do it at that level um i'll let rob answer it then i'll kind of just shuffle in my thoughts a little bit but yeah rob i mean 12 12 super twins riders at at evolution it was it's tough to see and it it kind of bothers me the most that it takes away from the top riders in it. Um, you know, the Jared Mises and the Briar Bowmans. Obviously they they can race against a hundred guys and they'll still get first or second or find their way to the front. But um, you know, also a nod to Brandon Robinson on his weekend. But what are your thoughts, man? Is it a, a cause of concern? Uh well, I mean, yeah, of course we all wanna see I mean, in an ideal world, we all wanna see fifty super twins right and so you got to qualify for heat to mains but let's be realistic there's not that many out there anymore and if you can even find an indian i don't want to make a dig at indian but i i understood originally that they were going to make x amount of them and that was it that way it kept their values high and whatnot but real quick i'm looking at the the standings right now and even though there's 12 of them i think all of them but two or three have won nationals and there's a lot of competition i mean yeah i would love to see b smith i would love to see carver obviously car i love carver hung out with him and he helped hand score that shows you how kind of an awesome guy he is but uh you know they're making their decision from what i understand not getting in his business carver and b smith only want to do certain rounds so I kind of hold that to AFT's high regard to they'll let them come and pick and choose, you know, because they could have been hard asses and said, no, you're either in for the whole thing or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I hate to, I hate to go this way, but I think it's more of an Indian thing. I think it's more, you know, you know, it's so expensive to run an Indian and you need to be on that bike in the premier class. Like, if there wasn't a production-based class where all the bikes are essentially equal, equal and affordable 
for us to do as a privateer team, I wouldn't run super twins on my Yamaha. I, uh, you know, I actually got, I got a call to run super twins at, at Volusia and I, I turned it down. I just didn't think it was the smart decision for us, you know? So yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, like I said, it's a bummer for, for the, for the guys in that class. Cause everybody in it, they're all capable riders. There's nobody in it this year who isn't a great rider. Um, but yeah, I mean, rider counts down in general across all forms of racing. You look at Moto America, it's the same thing in Superbike. It's a shame, you know, there's, you know, a lot of good guys at the top, but it's just not as deep as it used to be. And I don't have the answer for it exactly, but I don't know if, I don't know if, if worrying is the right word, but fuck, I wish there was more, you know, I wish it was like it used to be, but the riders at the top, Frankie, I would say are still as capable as they're, as they ever been. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's the Jared's and the Briars and, you know, there's top guys and, and they're fast as ever, you know, there there's, you know, and I, I think that you're always going to have, you know, a, a lot of guys that can win right now. There are a lot of guys that can win, but I like the aspect of guys, you know, more guys being in the class, having to qualify, having to make the main, it just throws a whole nother wrench, you know, the situation and, you know, things can happen when there's more guys, you never know, you know, there might be some, some guy that just is fast at one track or, you know, uh, you know, a fast guy that struggles at another track. And I just, like I said, the whole having to qualify for the main event and the night show and all that stuff, it, it just makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I was talking about it, and Rob, I'm sure you were in the same boat, but when I turned pro, shit, man, it was 112 guys at Daytona, and you had to qualify top 60 to even make the heat race. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I sound like a, a boomer a little bit, but yeah, the glory days, like, for me, like, that was, I remember having to make the, make the night show, like, it was super difficult, but again, like, it's different. There's, there's a high quality of, you know, the percentage of quality riders now is higher than it used to be. We just don't have that depth anymore, Rob, that we used to have, but I don't know what the answer is. I guess we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Um, I think the production twins class is awesome. Maybe I'm biased, but I think obviously the racing in that is really cool and the bikes are real equal. Um, so I don't, I don't have a great answer, but yeah, it's one of them things, Rob. I know, it's uh, you're the, you're the Facebook guy. <laughs> a lot of fans are, 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 are talking about it. So. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think that I'm going to piss off some Indian guys, but I think the, uh, the short-term solution, which I believe in my heart will lead to the long-term solution is to go production only motors. Um, just, just for the, the, the simplicity of parts, just say parts alone. I took a part in Indian about a month ago that blew up at one of your races, Corey. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be like end of March before I can get parts. Of course, this is, this is a, over a month for parts. And then it was like $18,000. How many Yamaha motors can you buy on eBay as a starting point with 18 grand? 18. <laughs> right? So, I mean, obviously you're gonna have to stick another, you know, a few thousand into them, but the point is the parts are readily available and I think it'll make just the parts and the racing itself, man. I mean, you're, you're gonna, you know, this weekend didn't show Ryan Barnes wasn't at his best, but you know, any given weekend you can have three or four bikes in the top four different manufacturers, especially 
if Johnny Lewis gets that infield better on the short tracks and the TTs, he'll probably put it in the top five for sure. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say. Speaking of Yamahas, uh, before we get into um, calling some of our guests for the night, which we'll touch upon. But speaking of Yamahas, man, JD Beach, dude, the the first night, uh, I wanted to kind of kind of get your guys' thoughts on it because I I don't know much about the electronics thing, and you know I don't know how much it helps or or the twingled twingled engines, but his bike looked really good on Friday night. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on how much better that those packages can make a bike like that? Frankie, you got a lot of road racing experience. What, you know, what were your thoughts on, on JD's improvement on the, on the first night? I mean, I'll I'll be really honest. I I had, I I don't know how I missed it or how it slipped by me, but I had no idea about this traction control, non, non Indian traction control situation uh, until Robbie Bobby posted a photo and he was like, notice anything? He posted a picture of Dalton's bike and was like, notice anything? And, and I commented on it. And I said, I saw the, you know, the sensors and stuff. And I said, traction control with a question mark. And then obviously as the program started, they, they made mention of it. And, and I immediately was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is, this is a game changer. You know, this is going to equal things out quite a bit. Um, and my initial thought was, you know, is is this gonna is this gonna hurt Indian? You know, is this gonna is it gonna be that much of a difference? And then, you know, again going back to you know talking about road racing is I immediately thought you know if anybody's gonna know how to utilize traction control, it's gonna be JD on the Yamaha. You know, you know with his road racing background and and you know sure as hell there he was, you know ride right on Brandon the first night you know giving him a run for his money and and you know I thought wow that's the you know that's the beginning of this here, here we go. But then the second night, we really didn't get that same vibe, you know, from those guys. And, you know, I think the TC uh, definitely helped, but I think the Indian is just so good that it's going to take more than that, you know, to get the other manufacturers to, uh, you know, to win some races or to be up front more. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And the the main thing also, you know, I, I thought it was great to see JD up there because I know how hard those guys work. The whole Essence and crew. I mean, I think Tim Essenson was probably just as happy with that third pl- or second place as he was with with their wins because a slippery, I say slippery, a half mile car track is not where you would expect a production motor to shine against the Indian, and they didn't win. But I guarantee you there was a lot more jaws dropped after that than the past probably couple years on results. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly didn't – I didn't expect them to, to do as well as they, they did. Um, and, I, I mean, I think it helps. I'd love – I mean, I'm obviously a Yamaha guy. I run a full, full-on production engine, production ECU. Everything that we run on our bike, you can buy from Yamaha. Hell, I'll send you the spec sheet. Um, you know, so I'm kind of curious. So I'd love to try one. I'd love to try the TC and the, and the twingle just to, to see what the difference is. Um, and it's hard to compare lap times, like throughout qualifying and things like that. Our, our times were, were kind of similar. I got down to the 19s on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, the, the, I think the twingle is what kind of 
kind of makes me ponder more than, than, than like the traction control thing. I, the way those bikes sound twingled, it makes a lot of sense that they would work better off the corners. Um, and if I had to pick, you know, would you like to try a twingle or would you like to try the TC? I'd probably go the twingle, man. I, I think that, that seems like it's, it's, uh, it's more feasible for guys to do. I mean, when it comes to TC, there's so much to it. You spend so much money trying to figure it out and, um, it's almost not even feasible for, for a lot of teams to, I mean, you get TC, but fuck trying to make it work is a whole nother ball game. Um, but it's just funny. Like the Indian still goes out and it wins. I mean, it's like, you, the, I don't know. It's yeah. It's crazy how well those bikes are, how good those bikes work. Like they just keep, uh, they just keep winning. So yeah, no, I thought that was interesting. Uh, last fan question we had, it, it's kind of, it was from Cody cop. He was, he just asked me if, uh, I trained with posh all winter. Um, and, uh, he asked me if, uh, Brandon posh gave me a fair split of his payday and absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, he got a Rolex, but I guarantee you he'll lose, he'll pull an S lick and lose that thing at razzles or somewhere in the next few weeks. Um, yeah. What do you guys, th- what, what are your thoughts on S like pulling double duty, man, uh, road racing and then coming over and doing the flat track, Frankie. I mean, is there a, uh, another legend like fucking S or what? Dude, S a bad dude. I mean, obviously Robbie Bobby will agree with me cause he runs S number, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we need more of that. Like JD did some of that stuff and like road race flat track, like that's some old school stuff doing both. And I dig it. I'm into that stuff. You know, I think more guys need to do that. I don't know why Eslick didn't get more like coverage and more media attention. You know, they should have had cameras following him around cause racing the 200 and then he did three races in three race days in two days. That's impressive. There's really not much more to say. Well, not, uh, not, um, taking anything away from Eslick, but, he could have made it better if he showed up at the AFT race on the on the pit, smoke a cigarette or something. I, I feel like he could have done a little bit more, but <laughs> I can't imagine running the 200 and doing anything but sleeping afterwards, much less doing another race. I mean, I guarantee you, Eslick smoked a couple of cigarettes for sure. You just didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh... I don't even know what to say about S like nothing that guy can do surprises me. I, uh, <laughs> dude, like I've heard maybe 10% of like his, his stories over the years. And, uh, it, it's just legendary. It's just like, he's a last of a dying breed. I think, man, he's, he's definitely a quote unquote sender. And for him to do both events. Yeah, man. I, like Frankie said, it would have been cool to kind of see, like a behind the scenes video guy, like jumping in the car with him after the 200 and going back and forth to, to the races. I don't know. That would, that would have been cool. I think that was a missed opportunity there, but um, yeah, I just, I heard, I heard, I heard, we'll have to, we, yo, we got to get Eslick on actually. He's like a perfect guest for this show. I, I've never even thought about having Eslick on, but yeah, we should get him on. Cause I, I heard he, he's one that race what five, four or five times. And I heard he's actually lost the Rolex at the club. Like we're the Rolex to razzles and fucking lost it. Like, um, somebody I think that has, makes him that much cooler. Somebody has a Daytona 200 Rolex. 
that probably knows nothing about the race. It's going to get pawned at some Daytona shithole pawn shop for like $185. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Robbie, Bobby, I got a question for you. What up? How's that? How's that $185 Rolex you got? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's still blinging that's all that matters <laughs> that's what i like to hear i uh i saw posh i got to hold his rolex and I, I i never held a rolex or seen it up close and i was like fuck this this is it like 10 grand for this watch i i just ah i don't get it it's just, i mean it's cool it's cool but i was I don't know. I was expecting, I thought it would look different than like a Movado or something. It just didn't, I was like, all right, this is cool, I guess. But were you just expecting um, rap music video? I, yeah, I thought it would just, I'd open the box up and like some chingy would be playing or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, it, it just wasn't as cool as I thought. But whatever. I mean, cool for him. You know, I, it's crazy actually. Back in the day, they gave it to the guy that had pole position. Um, it puts a whole new emphasis on qualifying when you're uh, winning a Rolex for fast time. That's yeah. I don't know. That's pretty, pretty crazy, but yeah, that's, we got our first guest coming on here shortly. And this was Robbie, Bobby, um, Robbie, Bobby's recommendation and it's Shayna. So <laughs> we're going to get Shayna on. And Robbie says he's got some questions for her. She asked me, Rob, who was co-hosting and I said, Frankie and, and Robbie Bobby. And she said, I forget what she said. Oh, she said, ha ha, with a hand over her face. So <laughs> this, should, this should be pretty good. On the line, Scat Cat, Shayna Texter. Robbie Bobby, this was a, a, a Robbie suggestion. He was like, we got to call Shayna. I have some questions for her. I don't know what the questions are, but Shayna's on the line, Rob. Let's, uh, Get into it, man. I'll, I'll, I'll let you swing. Bro, this one you already first. messed no. up my name. Me? What are you talking about? Oh, Shana Text. Okay, STB. My bad. <laughs> Shana Texter Bauman. You know what she needs to do, though? She needs to get that, like, trademark with, like, the STP logo, but just make it STB and, like, her KTM colors. That was a free one. Gave it to you. Free one. Free one. We're, we're in yeah. the process of a new logo design. And I'm telling you, go Google STP Motor Oil. And just make it STB, and you'll be make a killing. You're welcome. That was a free one. <laughs> uh, until that I start making a killing, then, then you'll come back. Are we? So are we, do, are we interviewing or? her? Yeah, we're interviewing her. What's uh? What's what's on your oh, mind, man? What's my uh, bad? No, I got just two questions because I know she's got shit to do. But so number one, how fucking awesome was it to shut up like? 972,000 idiots they were like oh she doesn't have anymore she's washed up and then you go out there and you paddle their asses two nights in a row and we're not even gonna I'm not gonna pull any punches either but you tell me how good did that feel oh man it's like it still hasn't soaking in like it's just I'm speechless honestly you know all the criticism that I've gotten in the past year, I just, you know, I, I, I took it, you know, and, and I, I sat on it. I thought about it all winter and, you know, I, I knew for dang sure I wasn't going to end my career without winning again. That's for sure. And uh, it just motivated me that much more to go out there and, and do it my way of, of quieting people and individuals. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I've proven that I can ride a motorcycle, obviously, 
people still are talking, you know, they, they, they want to talk about weaknesses that I have on, on TTs and short tracks, but, um, you know, they forget, you know, I'm racing with some of the best, if not the best, uh, you know, singles riders in the world. So for me, I'll take it, you know, and, and I'm going to keep working hard and, and prove them wrong. Well, for the people that don't understand what, what, what she was talking about, about the weaknesses, they give you shit. And here's how I'm going to put it. They give you shit about TTs, which, yeah, that's your weak point. But a lot of the guys that are talking that shit root for dudes that haven't won on a half mile, a mile, or a fucking TT. <laughs> but, and, and no offense to anybody. If you're out there, you're doing good. But, but fuck, man, how are you going to sit there and give her shit? Because I mean, no offense, Shannon, but you're number one, you're itty bitty, and it's not easy to throw around a 450 as a full size man. But there's so many variables that, unfortunately, if you could do something about them, you would. But let's be honest, God's not going to grace you with two more feet of height and another hundred pounds of muscle. Yeah, no, definitely, and um, yeah, it's it's whatever. Um, you know, I, I look back on other riders that have been successful that that don't have the same criticism so for me it's you know just motivation it's you know it's, it's inspiring me to go and want to to prove them wrong in the future and you know i've been working hard trying to be better i mean dude it, it, it doesn't upset anyone more than me to, to watch a main event from time to time on the tt so for me it's just motivation and uh we're going to keep trying hard and you know it's it's funny because the only riders that give me crap about it, they only excel at short tracks and TTs. They don't want to come race me on a half mile or a mile. So for me, you know, I'm still out there giving it my all, and, uh, you know, that should be respectable enough. Yeah, hey, Shana, uh, it's, uh, it's me. I'm back. Um, I, I had a question uh, for you. Um Aside from the motivation and, you know, from the haters and not winning, you know, last year, what are some things that like, you know, obviously, you know, you didn't win a race last year. You came in hot to 2021 and said, I don't win a race last year, but I'm going to win the first two this year and, you know, make a big statement. But what are some things that maybe you changed, you know, over the off season, as far as like maybe your training obviously you added you added to your last name which was cool um but like training or bike wise what are some things that changed between 2020 and 2021 yeah i mean honestly you know i i work with alden so as far as the training side of things nothing's really changed i just continue, continue to stay consistent in the training side of things but uh you know, the thing is, our team is still super new to the sport. You know, we're going on our, our third season now with the Red Bull KTM, my third season with the Red Bull KTM team, and their third season into the sport. And we're learning. Um, you know, my team manager, Chris Fillmore, he comes from a road racing background, which is a lot different than flat track and dirt. You know, there's things that he's not accustomed to. And, and the team, you know, they're not used to, to flat track. Uh, you know, obviously they have supercross, motocross, all those types of things figured out. But flat track's quite unique in, in how the track changes throughout the day. And, you know, we're racing for tents. Um, so for me, you know, the biggest thing was we took the motorcycle this off season back to some of the things that I liked in 19, um, you know, one of the biggest things you're going to see is that I'm racing with the downpipe again. Um, we've changed my suspension back to a little bit more towards 19 settings and, and just got the motorcycle really balanced to where it works best for me. 
um, you know, the team will be the first to admit, and, and it, it was actually motivating for them to actually admit it to me. You know, that we got a little bit of out of range in 2020. Uh, 2020. So to be back on a motorcycle that that I'm comfortable with, you know, right off the bat in, in preseason testing, I felt good and I felt motivated. I felt comfortable on the motorcycle. And, you know, I think everyone can tell when I'm comfortable and, and that's when I'm hanging off the inside on the gas and moving forward. You know, 2020 was, was tough. We were in the deep end and we were just swimming. And, and with the races being so crunched together due to COVID, we, we didn't really have that time to test and explore um, to get ourselves back out of there. Yeah. For, for a rider of your size, obviously I know as well as anybody for you, it's, it's more about what's comfortable than what necessarily might work better. I mean, comfort is, is usually better for a rider than actual, like nailing the setup. If you're not comfortable, but you got a good setup, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful, but yeah, Robbie, going, going to your comment. Um, I don't really get on Facebook too much to read that stuff unless somebody sends me it or screenshots it. And I got a screenshot from one of them and, uh, the writers that talk shit, it's just like, they'll send me and I'm like, wait, he's talking shit. Like that guy or it, the guys that are saying stuff, it's, they're the guys that like they're insecure about their own racing careers. Uh, like one of the guys, he never even, he's never qualified for a national. And he, he was, he was talking, he was like criticizing. And that's the biggest thing that gets me not, I mean, obviously, you know, we know she, she struggles on TTs. Um, but like w- when you've never done, like you, it depends who's criticizing. Like if, if J.R. Schnabel or Henry Wiles was, was going to be the person criticizing, which they wouldn't do it. Cause they all, they, they have a lot of respect for Shayna, but like the guys that are criticizing, I'm like, what gives you the right to criticize You're you've never done anything. So I don't know. I just, I think it's funny. The it's a common theme with anything really. These, these, uh, these riders that offer criticism for the riders out there today, actually doing it. They still, you know, I, I posted like an uncle Rico, uh, uh, gif like uh back in 85 i would have won states coach would have put me in it's like shut up dude like you're not even out here uh it's just yeah that's that stuff you know and Shayna, how much do you even i i know the answer but i'll let you do you even see any of that stuff does it bother you at all i mean Uh, you know honestly like i i'm a pretty private person that i don't really like enjoy social media because of um you know, the criticism, it's like, you know, for every five fan that gives me a compliment, there's always one person that just always says something negative. So for me, I just kind of live in my own world and and just know, you know, my circle of friends and and I'm happy with that and satisfied. But, um, you know, for me, I, like I said, I look at it as motivation. I look at it as, okay, I've made it because if I didn't make it, then people wouldn't know who my name was <laughs> and and they clearly are talking about me. So it's all good. It's all, you know, like I said before, you know, Briar nailed it. You know, Tom, Tom Brady once said, you know, I'm taking receipts and, and, and that's what I did, you know, and, and I channeled that into to winning the, the two opening rounds. So yeah, we're uh, putting that behind us and, and moving on to, to, to the next round. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. So Corey, Corey. So now that we got you on there, Shana, do you feel in your heart that I would 
straight dominate Corey on an XR100? <laughs> oh man, that would be tough. Like, but Corey I, I can't have his cheater motors. He's never really. I mean, besides like when my dad was was still here and we were racing like indoors, he's been on pretty stock 100s, and uh, I'll give him props. Like, I, I don't. I'm pretty competitive with Corey about a lot of things but i will give him the benefit of the doubt that he is a pretty good xr 100 rider oh, well good thing i've got a cr not the answer you wanted to hear rob <laughs> it's not the one i wanted but maybe it's the one i needed <laughs> <laughs> yeah frank frank you got any more for shay before we let her go or no i mean honestly i'm i'm real impressed by the weekend like i think we all needed that we we needed you know 2020 didn't give us the Shana Texter win. And, and I think that, uh, you know, all the bad that happened in 2020, I think that was like another letdown for us. So I'm glad 2021 starting off better and we can all see our favorite, uh, 450 singles rider, uh, win, win the first two rounds of the year. I'm, I've, I've got, uh, you know, nothing more to ask out of that. Yeah. I got nothing to add to that either, except for I was super stoked to see Shana back in that bat, just paddling every forum warriors ass. Cause I was, I'm a forum fighter myself, and I didn't have to go to bat at all. Her results did the talking. I loved it. I have one more I question think it for her. Was... Go ahead. Can you give me a root beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I I think Robbie, too, is your good luck post you put up for me for my birthday. I think that, that definitely sealed the deal. Oh, thank you. I tried really hard to come up with something good, and I was like, wait a second. I think I got something. That photo that is beat. horrendous. No, yeah. Can you imagine though? You had to. If I was your brother-in-law, that'd be the best thing ever for you. <laughs> I was in. I was in that room when that photo was taken. It was very uncomfortable for me. Don't make it weirder. <laughs> we're all that was weird. Right? I didn't see that. I did see we're that. We're talking photo. to. We're talking to you. What do you mean? Don't make it weird. That's like your <laughs> mo. Like the comments you leave on Instagram to like Amber. I'm like, what do you say? <laughs> it's just to get your eyes wondering like like man does Cruz look like me after all or what and then you realize that's exactly you know, a twin you know what I did think was cool about this weekend was as much of a Shana Texter fan that I am I also found it really cool that when I texted her happy birthday she was like oh she texted me back she's like oh how, how ironic I'm actually watching your bagger race right now and I was like yes like I felt like I had worth, I had felt like I had worth in life for once. It was great. Hey, maybe I learned something watching it. Yeah. What do you learn how to loop the bike out? Dude, speaking of your whole shots, man, like before I let you go, what, uh, I didn't even, everyone's like, did you give Shana some whole shot advice? I'm like, I didn't say anything. She to watched her. the bagger race. Kind of. It, it was, race? you know, it was funny. I actually, uh, speaking of this, I ran into Brad Baker after the race and, and you know, I, I had third pick on the line. Um, I think I had third pick, um, lining up for the main event for the first night. And, uh, I'm like, okay, do I go third up or go all the way outside and I'm going back and forth. And, and Brad comes over the thing. He's like, if I was picking, I'd go outside, but you got to get a good start or you're going to be in the back. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm either going to be hero or zero. And, and obviously everyone, you know, that was at the all-star race, saw my horrendous starts all, all day on Monday. So I was a little nervous, but uh, I took the outside spot on, on Brad's uh, 
kind of, you know, his opinion and, uh, and it worked. So, you know, I, I thanked him after the race for that suggestion and, uh, it panned out. Love it. I could have told you that Shay. You could have asked me. Dude, I, I don't know. I tried top and bottom on Monday and I, I felt like I had an anchor out the back. <laughs> so, Yeah. That was a, your starts on Monday were probably the worst thing I've ever seen. So yeah, good recovery. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, very talked about topic over the last couple of days. So we wanted to get you on Robbie. Like I said, Robbie wanted to ask a couple of questions. I, I didn't know what the hell he was going to ask you, but nah, that was a good little segment there. Appreciate you coming on and uh, chatting with us, man. And just, just send me a bill in the mail and we'll, uh, we'll get you paid. Awesome. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, give a, uh, right. give Briar a nice big hug from all of us. <laughs> I will. <laughs> no, See ya. Prove it. <laughs> did you notice you know she didn't I, say anything when i i said send me a bill in the mail she didn't yeah know. oh no she's she's going to yeah, she's I going to it. yeah dude it's so funny how like like her give a fuck meter is like non-existent like she just doesn't care like Corey, how many honestly i mean i know you've slacked off way way more over the years but there was a time when you were a facebook warrior too and and even then, like, she just doesn't give a fuck what people think, and I love that about her. Well, I think, honestly, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit it, I think a lot of it for, um, like, riders that are currently competing, obviously you have fun with it, but for me it was a lot of insecurities. Like, I, people would say something, and I, I was just kind of an insecure little bitch about it, and I felt like a need to kind of defend myself. But now when people say stuff, um, I it's like I consider the source. I'm just like, who? Like, Darren Carter's talking shit. How many finals has he made in his career? Um, so yeah, guys like that, it's just like, I, I don't hold any merit to it. It's actually fun for me to read. And, uh, if you're obviously, like she said, if you're, you know, getting talked about like pages of pages and hundreds of comments, you're obviously doing something right because people are chatting about you. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, her, her give a fuck meter is really low. Like, uh, it's always been that way. I used to always be like, Hey, did you see so-and-so? No, I don't care. I don't, what, why are you telling me this? I don't care. I was like, all right, well, whatever. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people could, uh, a lot of riders, man, it's, it's, it's good to, it's good to read sometimes, you know, I've, I have screenshots from 2019 when, uh, right before I won the, won my first championship, a lot of people kind of just said like, uh, he won't podium or, you know, he won't even finish top five. And I, I still have all those screenshots. I actually looked at them the other day. So it's good to keep receipts on some of that stuff, but not really caring is kind of the way to go. Like for me, I've, I've stopped caring and it's been way, way, way less stressful for me. Um, but Robbie, what, what do you, what, do you care what people say about you? You don't seem like you really lose much sleep over it. I don't, but you made me feel bad because you, I'm like, damn, am I insecure? Cause you're like, oh, well, if I respond back, it's kind of like I'm insecure. I'm like, damn, I respond back every fucking time, but I, I don't feel <laughs> Robbie, Bobby, at all. Like, you're exactly the opposite of that. You're not insecure. You're confident and you like to let the people know. <laughs> yeah. And if I have, like, I always tell people, they're like, you're just a fucking know-it-all. I'm like, well, no, not really. If I have an answer, then I'll give it. But I don't go on like computer forums and be like, Oh, you need to go with 32 watt mega Ram hard drives because you know what? I don't fucking know anything about that. So <laughs> sure if, I, like if, somebody, if somebody comments on a racetrack or a racer and I have 
insight, then I'll give it. And that's how it is. But yeah, now I'm all insecure and shit. I'm not going to sleep good at all. Thanks to Corey. <laughs> the end of the day, uh, you do it for f- <laughs> the end of the day, haters going to hate. Haters going to hate, man. You do it. You're more entertained by it. I think like you're just, I don't know. I, like you never, but dude, the thing about you is you never get overwhelmed with like, you never let anybody hurt your feelings, dude. And, and they try, <laughs> they, they, they throw everything at you to hurt your feelings and, you're, and you just stay calm and like rebuttal, rebuttal, yeah, rebuttal. Dude. Like never, like there's no emotions. Like it's just rebuttal. Like, dude, it's like it's, I'm a clap it's backer so extraordinaire. Read. I just can't read. I can't, I I can't read this stuff that has over like 30 comments. Like if I look on there and it says Robbie Bobby McClendon and 130 others have commented, I'm just like, I can't get into that wormhole. Um, Yeah. But dude, that's, that's why we have you on the show. You can fill us in on all the, uh, on on all the good chatter, man. There's uh, a lot of good stuff with it, to be honest. Dude, get this. This is hilarious too. So Everybody always, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people are like, oh, Rob, you just, you kiss AFT's ass and this and that. Well, not really. Like, I can I can count on my hand, like, five legit knockdown, drag-out arguments, like, wondering if I'm going to get kicked out. But people don't care about that. But they say the one time you're like, hey, you know what? The, the track was actually pretty good and smooth. They're like, oh, you were just kissing her ass, fucking brakeless bikes and vintage bikes and, and all these stupid – stupid newfangled dtx things that are just tearing the sport apart like it's just stupid stop <laughs> fired up i think we found his i think we found his button you poked the bear yeah I know it. Um, we better man. call Noah. we better call Noah to quiet this down i texted him i said bro give us a call Let, give us a call we gotta we gotta get some packs in sight uh going right here i'm waiting for him right now so hey, why frankie had uh frankie at uh orlando yeah. supercross uh cruz actually got to run the stasic class and he I got was... he got to race uh what's the youngest fairy kid's name uh i don't know the youngest um i know little beck i, I didn't I, I don't know the youngest youngest. no that's though. who it was i think was it oh, like okay seven years, he's like yeah he got the he he's he's we're pushing the bike out and the fairies on the back of the jersey and I was like wait is that Tim Tim Ferry's son so I thought that was pretty cool man just uh stacked, Tim Ferry's a legend Stacy Grace yeah, yeah I, I, I don't watched know him too well but I've heard I, I watched a Supercross race and I was I was looking I was looking for you guys I was just like where are they where are they but uh did you did you watch the Stacy Grace? We, yeah. Cruz was the guy, the kid next to the the other kid who looped it over on. He pulled a Frankie Garcia on the starting line. <laughs> yeah, don't watch the bagger race because that's about the only thing I have to teach. How bad was that, man? Like, I was concerned for you. Like, I think I texted you. I'm like, bro, you all right? Like, uh, um, it, it was bad. I mean, it was it was bad. I uh, my legs still hurt. Like, I still have bruises. Like, it's still the muscles are still there's a dent. You know, when the bike looped out, the bars landed on my femurs and, uh, you know, 570 pounds of Indian Challenger motorcycle um, on my femurs and snapped the handlebar um, right on my legs. I thought my femurs were broken. That was easily the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. And it was just muscle, you know, it just it was just the muscle I spent 
the whole night, you know, stretching. And, you know, I set an alarm for every hour that night to stretch because obviously, you know, that was in October. My brother just passed away in July. And, and like, as much as I didn't want to race, I was like, no, I have to do this for Jess. Like I have to race for Jess. And, and also being at our home track, just down the street at Laguna Seca, I was like, I have to do this. We have family that's watching. We have friends that are watching, you know, I have to do this for Jess. I ran his number 14 on the bagger and, and, uh, you know, I, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of heart determination just to get me back on that motorcycle. But, you know, if it weren't for him, um, you know, I, I probably wouldn't race, but I had to do it for him, but it was tough, man. It was, uh, it was, it was hard. You know, after the race, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't even walk to the press conference. I mean, that's how much pain I was in, but, uh, yeah, we made it, it was happen. gutsy, dude. Gutsy. Yeah, we- like that was, I was watching the uh, bagger class more than I was. Like, I wasn't even checking times for like Superbike. I was just like, what's going on with the bagger class? And uh, we, we had, we, we had Wayne Rainey on the show a couple months ago. And I was like, Wayne, I love the fucking bagger class. Like I want to race the bagger class. And he was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And then like, he called me back after the, uh, after we were done, he's like, are you serious about racing? I'm like, dude, I would love to do it. Like, um, that was epic, man. And, and for you to come back and get third was, was phenomenal. What do you, I mean, Robbie, Robbie is a former twins cup, uh, winner. Uh, how do you think Robbie would fare on a bagger? Dude, he, I think he'd be right up in the mix. I mean, he's a road racer. He's, he's a twin guy. Like he's Robbie Bobby and he's going to put a 69 on his bike. So obviously he's going to go fast, but big I feel like he'd be right up there. Yeah. Big bold 69. But no, I feel like he'd be right up there, man. I mean, obviously he's a proven road racer. He's made it happen before. He's got fifth in the Daytona 200. So uh, maybe we could see. Maybe we'll see him in there. Maybe we can find him a bike. Man, it's funny you mentioned that because I was like, I heard about it, and of course, like with Dalton being with Vance Hines, like I probably wore poor poor Eddie Craywick out, dude. I'm like, Hey, you guys got a rider yet? I'm, 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 I can start training. You got a rider yet? I'm, I'm happy to go. And then finally, no, like, no, go for it. Good. Like, Hey, uh, yeah, we got a, we got a rider. I'm like, damn, who the fuck? I'm like really upset because I'm like going over my head. Like, all right, who would be riding it? Who? Cause a lot of guys are like, you know, a Yamaha guy ain't going to come over and ride a Harley, you know, and I'm like going through my head, I'm like, man, there ain't nobody out there that could take me. I'm like, who the fuck is it? And then he's like, oh, it's Hayden Gill. I'm like, oh, fuck, that guy. I forgot about him. He's like <laughs> 10,000 times faster than me. And he ended up, you know, podiuming. So, but I will tell you this, though, I've been wearing Terry, Steve, all the Vance and Hines crew out just in bike week because they're coming out with a new one. And I guess Vance and Hines is going bagger racing, too. And, yep. um, I'm not saying I got a deal put together, but I damn sure know they know that I want to ride their bike. <laughs> I mean, I'll be I'll be real honest with you. I'll be real honest with you. You bring up the training. I mean, on Saturday morning before the race, like I was hurt and all, and I was like, you know, probably doing everything that I should that I could to like make myself the best I can be because I was already like, you know, a one-legged duck, but. uh I honestly, Saturday morning for breakfast, before I drove out to Laguna Seca, I ate cold leftover pizza for breakfast and then went and raced. So you don't really have to train that hard. I mean, it is bagger racing. 
No, no. I've got different methods of training. Corey will tell you about it. it, it Coors Light. No, no. I'm see. That's my problem, man. I don't get like big off of beer. Like, I just don't know when to stop eating. Like, I guarantee you, I could win eating competitions right now, dude. Let's hey, let's have the first tank slapping podcast eating competition. I'm in. Yeah, we would murder Corey though. He'd be terrible at it. He'd be like all vegan and just gross stuff too. Just such a yeah, he's such a dork. I'll eat this kale. Yeah, <laughs> me and my me and my rabbit share food. Cut down on speaking cough. of uh, speaking of bagger class. Uh, we finally got a guy on the line who I feel would fit right in on a bagger. Noah Chambers, what's up, man? Oh, dude, not too much. I'm just uh, out here selling a pack of cigarettes as we speak. You got one more dollar, man? I'm sorry. Man, yeah, Noah dollar. couldn't even fit in my saddlebag. I know, dude. I, me, me on, me on a bagger. Let's be honest here. Um, I would probably crash a lot, but if I had a bagger or knew anything about racing them, I would be in it, no doubt. You're in. I mean, I think it's pretty much you've nailed it. Yep, yep. Your contract is in the mail. Yep. Oh, I'm in. I'll right on. I don't even have to sign anything. Perfect. No, yeah, there's no money involved. You actually have to, you actually have to pay money, but whatever. That's not that's not the point. Yeah, I mean, heck, we pay. I pay you're money for stupid things all the time. Yeah, you hang out I'm with Corey. Rich. We know you're rich. No, Corey's rich. Corey <laughs> <laughs> says you buy all the drinks. What I buy all the drinks. <laughs> You did buy? Did you buy? You, you did buy drinks at at Hula's, right? Was that you? You were buying the drinks. Yeah, yeah, I was buying drinks. Yeah, no, a couple no shots, a couple man. beers. Hey, speaking of drinks, did anybody go to Razzles in Daytona? Oh my god, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that place is legendary. <laughs> I totally didn't no, go to Razzles. Tell them about the uh, the to go beers you uh, you suckered them into giving us at, at Jimmy Hula's. Oh yeah, because I don't we even know the at, story. Uh, yeah, we were at Hula's. Well, hold up, I don't want to interrupt this, but who do we have on the air right now? I have no clue who. Uh, Frankie Garcia, Johnson man, and Frankie Frankie Garcia. Frankie, Frankie Garcia okay. and right, Robbie cool. Bobby. Bobby Bobby, I thought I heard Bobby Bobby in there. It's Daddy. Good deal. Daddy okay. Rob. Daddy didn't Bob, recognize my voice because we're only Instagram friends, but it's cool. Well, no, dude, you know, I was you kind of sound like Jake Johnson a little bit, and I was just talking about baggers with him today. So, um, oh, wow, <laughs> you, had me con- you had me confused there for a second. Yeah, just a, um, just a little shout out, um, just a little little self promotion. If you, if you guys haven't checked out uh, Indians Instagram lately, uh, the latest couple of posts they did were about a new uh, bagger video series. Uh, Hosted by myself and Aaron Colton. So uh, for those that haven't Zone, checked it dude. out yet, check it out. Yeah, they're good. I did see that. Big bagger guy. I, I did not see that. I'm not allowed to follow Indian or else I will get reprimanded by Dalton. <laughs> I mean, you can still look at their page. No, no, he tracks me. <laughs> No, tell them about the the, the to-go beers because I I don't even know how you got them. 
Yeah. Oh, well, so we I kept going. First, I go up there. I'm like, let me get, you know, four shots. of And I'm like, what's the cheapest shot you got? I'm expecting her to be like fireball, you know, whatever. No, nah, but it was like some green tea. It was green tea shots. I'm like, all right, let's fire up four of them. Give them to me. Went outside, inhaled them. And they sent me back in for more. So I come in for more. And I'm like, all right, let me get, you know, a couple more. So I, I go in and out, get shots. We're doing shots. And finally, like, we're getting ready to leave. And Corey's like, yo, go grab some, uh, some to-go beers. I'm like, all right, no problem. And, like, I, obviously, I guess that's not, like, a super common thing. But I thought it was because I hang, you know, me and my buddies, we hang out at this little, like, hole-in-the-wall bar down the street from me. And you can walk right out the front door with, like, a Jack and Coke, and like they don't, I mean, they don't care what goes on. So I'm like, ah, to go, Barry, ain't nothing, no big deal. So I go up, I'm like, yo, let me get, um, let me get two land sharks to go. And she looks at me like I got four heads, and I'm like, yeah, you know, grab one of them foam cups, fill it up, and put a cap on there, and I'll, I'll give you the money and send me on my way. She's like, I don't think, I don't think we do that. I'm like, yeah, you do it. The lady did it last night for me. She's like, oh, okay. So she filled it up, gave it the money, and I walked out. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I think it's frowned upon, but I wasn't mad about it. I was uh, I was pretty hype. I was curious how you, how you pulled that off. We were actually just talking to Shana, dude, and uh, we were talking about who's got the PAX title. And Rob Rob brought up a point. Rob, you want to you wanna take this one uh, on, the, on the PAX title or what? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to call him straight out. So Jared Meese says that, Colby dominates Corey at PAX and has the last record over Corey. And I'm going to go and Ooh. pull up. I wish I had a way to get Jared on the phone right now on my phone. That'd be freaking sweet. <laughs> get him on the horn. Who's got the PAX? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, I don't know. I'll be honest. I mean, uh, so I only saw him ride one day at, at PAX. And I don't know. I mean, he, I don't think he was necessary. I don't know. What the, see, these people and their fucking lap times, man. It's, it's like, it's like a mind, like they're constantly beefing over the lap times. But it's, to me, I don't even, it's, to me, it's totally irrelevant because every time you go there, lap times are different. So it's like, you can't even really like, oh, well, he ran this the other day. It's like, well, that doesn't fucking matter because the track is completely different right now. You know what I mean? Like, so. I don't know. You people in their lap times, whatever. Joe Schmo, who cares? You sound really upset. Like maybe you don't have very fast lap times at PAX. Oh no! If anyone wants to uh, tell them to fucking bring it, you know what I mean. I don't care. <laughs> but if someone wants to come take the title, they know where to fucking find me. But hey, you know what? Look, like I said, dude, the lap times. If you want to race, let's race. You know what I mean? But hey. I don't know. Between them two, I don't know. I mean, dude, Corey, Corey stepped it up a lot. You know, I mean, I'm not going to lie. A couple of years ago on a motor track, he was a little, he was a little hairy. You know what I mean? Get a little sketchy here and there. Didn't, I didn't really want to watch, you know, because I was afraid he was going to crash. But, dude, he, I mean, he goes pretty damn good at packs now. So, um, I don't know, dude. Like, people want to. People want to knock on him and say he was a bad motor rider, which at one time he might not have been the strongest. But the dude in the past couple of years, he's gotten pretty damn, pretty damn good. So, I don't know, man. Good is a loose term, bro. Very uh, yes. I mean, I mean compared to what you were. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Posh, man, and you're actually responsible for taking Posh motocrossing 
and oh blowing out his ankle. Um, what were the thoughts on on Posh and his w- uh, unsureness of uh, of possibly racing the two hundred? We didn't think he was going to race like the day before. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we go to Waldo. He's like, "Yeah, I'm down to ride." I'm like, "All right, man. Get there. The track is baked out. Bo- total boneyard. Dry, hard pack." Like, whatever. So we're out there riding, and um, I come in, and Posh is still out there hammering down motos. I'm, like, sitting back in the van, like, on my phone or something, and uh, I hear him, like, roll up, and I don't look over at him, but he's just like, oh, dude, he's like, he's like I, I just broke my ankle, and he's like, you can tell he's in pain, so I, like, I grabbed his bike, and I'm like, what's wrong, dude? He's like, oh, he's like, I landed off that jump, and I don't, I don't know if, if his foot flipped off or if he was a little bit sideways and like he kind of like planted his foot but basically he was like yeah like I smashed my foot like on the landing of the jump and I'm like oh you better pull your boot off before that you know thing swells up or whatever he gets his boot off and dude within like minutes I'm like that thing is jacked like it was swelling up bruising up couldn't walk on it I'm like well I guess he just broke his ankle but um (laughs) He, I was like, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know. There's not much I can do. He was actually pretty calm. I was surprised. Like, if it would have been me, I would have been like, damn, you know, I really screwed myself. But he was just like, eh, it'll be all right. I'm like, all right, dude. Like, I mean, he was in pain, but he, like, didn't even seem like he was phased by it. He was just like, yeah, I don't know. It happened. I'm like, I guess. Yeah, I mean Frankie, man, he's he's been wanting to like formally meet you since like last year, dude. So he's he's a guest tonight. He says you remind him a lot of Tim Ferry's son. Is that it? Was that what it was, Frankie? Tim Ferry's like oldest son, or what, who was it? I thought you said the crew reminded him of Tim Ferry's son. Nah, back in the day, he said that Noah reminded remind, like how Noah gets so fired up over like he saw the Ocala TT video where. uh <laughs> where Noah came in, like threw his goggles, was fired up because he got like third in a heat race, and I was like, "Relax, dude, it's just Ocala." Yeah, Relax, Ocala TT. When is when is yeah. Chambers gonna get back on a flat tracker? We missed him at the throwdown. How do we get him on dude, a TT? I know. AFTTT. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the future holds for me. I mean. I still have a full setup. I can throw it on my bike and, and show up. I'll probably I'll probably come out and race like some local stuff back home, like some piston poppers and like maybe some like <laughs> you know, I mean I gotta go to poppers, come on. And then maybe some like uh I don't know, like I think Delta short track and stuff like that, maybe maybe a Harrington race. I don't know, whatever whatever is easy and local, you know what I mean? Not too hard to get to. I'd I'd like to race. Dude, we worked our asses off to get you your pro license. Like I, I had to pull in some favors, you know, and, and, uh, we've never put it to use, man. I mean, it's like, I know. Wasted. What about the next PT? What about dude, the next I... round? Atlanta. Dude, Atlanta I super TT. More. What's it look like? Is it like, uh, bro, it's exactly what Daytona was going to be last year that you were training for. It's the same layout I heard, but in Atlanta. Look, I mean, wheels are spinning. It is, dude. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, you guys get me all fired up. I mean, I'm not. I'll dude, pay the. En- I'll I, pay the entry fee, and I'll buy a look, set of if, tires. 
If you, okay, so look, Damn. someone's got the MTB and tires. I have, I have leathers, and I I can set up my own bike. I, I heck, I even still have all the, the graphics and everything. I'll so cover your, I'll, get, uh, your, I'll cover your room and board. All right, so now we just need someone to cover my. Uh, I probably have to buy a new license. I, I'd assume. Dude, after someone after they listen to the show, somebody's gonna chip in and uh, and get you a license. Hands. I'm telling you right now, 100. percent Probably like three hundred bucks. Probably three hundred bucks. All right, Daddy will get you a license. All right, I'm gonna give you a little spanking, <laughs> a little pat on the ass, and I got your license. Dude, you just got a whole team. If right someone's now. legitimately, if someone is legitimately gonna pay for my license and my entry Bro, fee, the three guys on this show don't talk shit. They they deliver. I, I will hey. fucking race. I got your entry fee and a, and a set of tires. Wait, Corey. All right, so. Do we have a bike for him to ride? Are we going to borrow one from Briar or Shana or what? He's got a bike. What's he got? I mean, it's not very fast. It's just, it's just a stock 450, so it's really not that fast. But depending on what kind of TT it is, I don't know how much. What, like a 2007? No, no, no. It's a 21 Cowie. Probably got like 30 hours. Oh, on my it. God. I know. People aren't super fond about Cowies. I wanted a cow 450. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm 100% in. So do with Corey because he's probably going to vouch for you again because they're going to be like, well, how many races did you do last year? He did a lot, oh. actually. No, didn't you do quite a bit leading up to it? I did a shit ton leading up to it, and the whole reason I didn't race is because they, they took all the TTs off. Like, I was, I was going to do, like, the first couple, you know, TTs and then end up doing a few short tracks after I did a few of the TTs, but they, they took them all away. All right, well, you got two this year, so you can do Peoria, too, because I'm going to buy a license. You're going to do more than one round. I will do all the TV. Yeah, Peoria. It sounds like, sounds and, like you're racing. Uh, I don't think you have a choice at this point. And Springfield Dude, I mean, Short Track. We... I'm telling you right now, I will start. Um, I'll go home tomorrow and set up my bike. Uh, I, I'm in. 100%. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in too, but you got seven weeks, so you don't have to set up your bike yet. Just, just bar one. He's got to practice. Now. That's what I mean. That's just true. bar. That way he can keep motoing. I want him to. Ra- I want him to moto his flat tracker to train for this race. I we will. We had a little side bed. We had a side bed going, Frankie. He was gonna f- moto his flat track bike, and I was gonna moto my moto bike, and we had like a bet that like he would beat me on the flat track bike, or I'd take him on the moto bike. We want to see the Instagram wants to see that, dude. I'll put out a whole video of me of me legitimately motoring a flat track bike at at the farm track at least. All right. Oh, we Noah. Serious question. Serious question for Noah. What's up? All right. You're in a transfer spot. The last one is the LCQ. No, I'm sorry. You're one spot out of the transfer. You're one spot out of transfer. Last lap. It's a tight bowl type corner and the transfer spot is Shayna. Are you punting her or are you giving it to her? Does she leave the door open? Don't worry about it. Are you gonna pass or not? I mean if, if the is the door open. What I what I you, know, you, you know what I mean by that. Like Shana, do you wanna knock Shayna Texter off the track or not? It's pretty simple. <laughs> No one's getting well, mad at I me. Mean, racing, racing. Now hold up. H- have I have I made a main yet, or is it for my first main? No, this is your first main. 
But it's also her wow. first TP yeah. main. And uh, hold up. And she's points leader as well, correct? We don't even have to go that far. Well, yeah, she is. I mean, technically, wow. she is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that you put me on the spot here, dude. So, I mean, God damn. I, uh, Corey, that's a tough what do you one, do? dude. I, mean, I don't know if I could. What I am I doing? Her. I, I, I don't know if I could punt her, dude. Because in reality, like, what the hell? I'm, oh, man, that's a tough one. I don't no, think I'd punt her now. If she left the door wide open. I know. I hit, yeah, but I mean, if she left the door oh. open, I would probably I would probably have to, like, try to throw my tire in there. But would I T-bone her? No, I ain't going to fucking T-bone her. All right. If it was right. anybody else, though, if it was anybody else, I'm T-boning no. no doubt about it. So that's being kind of sexist, isn't it? Even Noah, even me? You would T-bone me? Uh, are you going to get hurt? Nah, I don't know, dude. If there's a risk of someone getting hurt, probably not. Are you going to get hurt? If you're just going you to gonna crash and like slide out, yeah, I'll, pop, yeah, I'll probably run into you. We got him thinking. <laughs> Rob, would I do it? Would I take her out? Yeah, would you punch Shayna? Yeah. <laughs> <I heard it. laughs> Good. If Shana made the TT main and I didn't make it, dude, I, I yeah, I would I would go for I'd go for that for sure. Oh, of course. You know why? Because because she is one of the most aggressive, clean aggressive riders I've ever seen. And you know damn good and well if Noah was in front of her, Noah's ass would be up in the cheat seats as hard as she would move him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, that's now you're talking if we were on a mile, half mile, guys, she would blast me off the track. But I'm never even go- like that. Is just you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, that's a tough one, no, dude. See, I don't want to punt her. There's enough. There's, you guys know more than me, man. Well, yeah, but now I know that uh, you're scared. To, to be continued. That's that's. Uh, we'll have to get some insight. We'll have to we'll have to get <laughs> no, Shannon back on it. Hey, you never know in Atlanta. We might get this in person. This might actually happen. Dude, I'm telling you Can right you now, look, look, if this, if you get on all jokes aside, if, if this is legit and look, someone pays for my license and the entry fee. Yeah. I'm, I will absolutely, I will race. I will, I will put in 110% effort to race and be as, as competitive as I can be. Yeah. No one's, no one's joking around here. So it sounds like this is what you're doing. Fire yep. it up, dude. Uh, We're going We'll get off the call. We'll get off the call, and uh, I'll uh, I'll try and get some stuff sorted for you so we can do it. This is no joke. I and look, this. if someone if someone really wants to get crazy with it, they can they can just get graphics on the side, just tank slap and podcast right on the side. That's the only thing with like a cougar. Oh. With like a cougar. Oh, on wow. <laughs> I think we Done. can probably get. I'll buy it. I'll buy we those graphics. Too. I'll, I'll we can get a graphics guy to sponsor that for sure. Oh yeah, no doubt. Oh, no so see, see i've had like three people ask me to do production i'm like damn dude if there was gonna be one where i could finish like top 10 i'm pretty sure i could do it at production on a tt yeah because only 10 guys are gonna show up okay how many right. guys so a, cool. a win's a win <laughs> a win's a win that's true i mean i almost think All i right, could top well, top 10 in the singles class too do it, dude. I know. Now I'm thinking. No, Did you I don't, say I you could top ten the singles class? 
On a TT, I think I could. All right. Okay. Well, let me hold on. Let me back up. Let me back up. I didn't think this one through all the way. I forgot that these things are like 25 laps now and not like 15 or whatever. That extra 10 laps. laps. Yeah. Yeah. So is it time or is it laps? It's time, but it's it ends up being like 25 laps. Top 10 in qualifying, we'll say, Rob. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like I could. Of course, I've been wrong once before. You guys are gonna have me. Hey, you guys are gonna have me like wearing. I'm gonna be like wearing my leathers around later on, like getting all amped up, looking at my punching. You know? Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh man! All right, well, dude, I know you're working. We'll let you roll. We're gonna try and get this shit sorted for you. But yeah, listeners, uh, Chambers. The, it's it's revived the uh, Chambers flat track career. I'm pretty amped on it. Uh, this is sweet. I'm glad to be a part of it. Any, anybody listening wants to uh, wants to throw in for this man, uh, get in contact. We'll uh, we'll throw it in those way. But Chambers, appreciate you, man. Uh, as always, thanks for entertaining our our uh, our guests, and uh, we'll uh, we'll chat you soon, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good talking to you, boys, man. I can't believe uh, what just happened here, but hey, let's make it happen, right? We're all about making dreams come true. All right, Unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> Unicorns and rainbows. All right, bro. Later. Peace. All right. I'm running too. Yeah. Now nah, we're good. Epic show. Uh, appreciate you guys, both of you guys, for uh, coming on co-hosting. I, uh, yeah, this is great. Appreciate it. This Love it. It's fun. Uh, yeah, same time next day. week or what? Same time next week, man. Seriously. Uh, we need, we need to get some guests lined up. Let me know. Yeah. Let's work out. Well, wait. Happen. Who did we just talk about? We just said we're going to get somebody. Fuck, Should we get the forgotten. tomato? Said, Should we get the tomato? Tomato. That'd, that'd be a good one. I don't one. think I could handle that, man. Between either him and Wiles are two that I'd have a really hard time with. I mean, eventually I want to get Wiles on. I want to squash whatever, but um, tomato, that, that one's going to have to be that one's gonna have to yeah, be we'll, far, far down the road. Yeah, we're going to squash that tomato. <laughs> <We're gonna> squash. <laughs> Later, boys. All right. All right see dude. you, Rob. See you guys. Frankie, appreciate you, man. I'll uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, dude. We'll talk soon. All right. Later. Later. What a show, man. Just uh a lot of really good stuff from from Frankie and Robbie and Shayna and Noah. That was that was an action-packed show. Absolutely loved it. Wanna Want to do our last segment here that we do every week. It's called the higher, or I'm sorry, the last, <laughs> want to do the last segment that we do every week. The uh, overrated, underrated, we'll get Jalen Norris on the line and we'll fire that off. Jalen Norris on the line. I don't even know what episode of overrated, underrated this is. I think it's the third or fourth, but stoked to have her back. What's going on? How was your bike week? It was really fun. I had a blast. I got very sunburnt, so that was fun. I saw the sunburn. Did you end up uh did you end up going out after the races on Saturday? Did you go to Razzles? Yeah, yeah, I went to Razzles for about thirty minutes. We didn't make it very long. Ooh, how was it? Every everything you're uh, everything you hoped it would be? No, I can't do Razzles anymore. Wow. Can't hang with the big dogs. Razzles is rough, man. I can't. I'm getting too old for all that nonsense. Yeah, I think the last time I, I walked in, in and it was like 
really loud and there's blinking lights yeah. everywhere and I'm just like Fuck. and your feet stick to the ground like you just can't you can't even move because your feet are stick to the no how much would it take <laughs> for you to like at the end of a night at Razzle's just get a sleeping bag and a pillow and sleep on the floor oh I uh, I need a lot of money for that one F- five grand yeah, that might do it might do it might that might chalk it up I, I love it uh yeah, I uh, I wanted to bring you on, do another episode of Overrated, Underrated. Um, you've had we've had some off time, so yeah, you ha- you've had some time to ponder yeah. up some questions. So let's get her fired up. What do you got? First one is Christmas cards. Oh my god, overrated. That's funny you mentioned that. I just <laughs> I just talked about this like last Christmas, which wasn't that long ago. I was like, man, I like went to my grandma's house and she's got them all in her closet, like door. And I'm like. Christmas cards, people. Say- yeah, my grandma does that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a thing. I mean, they're like all on the door. <laughs> I do appreciate when people send me them. I like the Christmas cards that have like the family update of like people that I don't see very often. Except everybody posts all their damn business on Facebook anyway. I pretty much know everyone's yeah. what they had for lunch uh, ten days ago. But nah, I would say, I would say overrated. I mean, with social media, like fucking. Christmas yeah, cards. I think they were cool before because it kind of was like a form of social media. You get a nice little picture and a little comment, but yeah, yeah. now not so much. Shout out to the Carr family, Chris Carr and uh, and Pam Carr. They usually send me one every year with a with a really cool letter of like what they've been up to, and and none of them really post on social media. So I do enjoy uh, I do enjoy his Christmas cards, but typically overrated. <laughs> Number two is Ken Roxon. Ooh, uh, properly rated. I mean, I think he's pretty hyped up. He's a great rider. He's, you know, phenomenal. I I used to not be a huge fan of him, but over the years, he's sort of grown on me with his injuries and things he's overcome. And, and I think I like about rocks and he's super passionate. Um, you don't see that from a lot of the riders, like people call him whiny. They, they, they mistake passion for him whining or being a whiner. And I don't see that. I see passion. And when you dedicate that much time, you move to a different country, you, you spend all your, your efforts, um, you're dedicated to your craft. And, um, yeah, I just see a lot of emotion because of his passion. So I would say he's uh, properly rated. All right. Number three is trailer park boys. Overrated just because like, I've never, I think I've watched like a little bit of one and I was like, this is pretty stupid. So, um, yeah, I don't do that kind of humor i don't even think it's really funny is it supposed to be funny because it's not i don't know <sighs> yeah I, I i i don't think that's not my kind of humor either i don't know i mean the fans out there listening uh shoot me a comment on the trailer park boys but um yeah haven't seen anything i thought was funny yet <clears throat> agreed number four is avocado toast um underrated as a food <clears throat> it's really good but the prices on avocado toast are outrageous, overrated. Like you go to a restaurant. I don't understand. Like it's a piece of bread and <clears throat> like three slices of avocado and it's like 10 bucks. I know. That's what I was saying. Like I thought about opening up like an avocado stand on the side of the highway, just sell avocado and water bottles. Um, I could sell a water <laughs> bottle for three bucks and avocado toast for twelve fifty. The markup is mm-hmm. like phenomenal. Um, good avocado toast is really good though. Um, a little bit of avocado, some balsamic, feta cheese, uh, maybe throw like, Ooh, a, yeah. like a medium medium cooked egg on there, fried egg. Yeah, avocado toast is banging, but 
I ain't, I ain't buying no avocado toast at the uh, at the local diner, man. I'm uh, yeah, bang for buck, not worth it. <laughs> Number five is VIP sections at nightclubs. Uh, underrated, man. If you if you can boss out and just get like a VIP at a at a club, I love like big sauce, like um maybe overrated just like the principle of it but if you're vip like you're you're big chief like so yeah i'm gonna say underrated <laughs> number six is the grand canyon uh underrated that's a big fucking canyon like uh i mean uh, yeah you think about it or you go see it it's like wow this is like very big this is it's 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 grand the the term grand doesn't do it any justice it's probably bigger i mean it's, it should be massive canyon i don't know something bigger than grand it's, it's pretty cool man it's i've been there a few times and uh it's it's the sunsets of the grand canyon and sunrises are are phenomenal so anybody that ever venture, ventures out to the west coast uh definitely make that you know it's like an hour hour and a half out of your way off like the major highways uh go go check it out it's it's uh it's pretty cool Next one we have is the singles class. Um, properly rated. Part of me wants to say overrated because everyone calls it the premier class now, which I don't think is necessarily uh, true. Mm. Um, and part of me wants to say it's underrated because of the competition level, um, how close the racing is. I think the riders, uh, there's obviously some ph phenomenal riders in the singles class, but the top riders, Briar, Meese, you know, Robinson, uh, those guys, they're, um, they're in the, they're in the super twins. Um, but, but the depth, obviously, I mean, the singles class has twice as many riders as, as the, um, the other classes right now. It's just the, um, you know, it, you know, all the, all the, all the guys in super, we just talked about this on the show, all the guys in super twins are good. Whereas the, um, you know, there's some, oh, back, yeah. well, that's there's some back up there. markers. Yeah. Back markers in the singles class that, um, that don't that just don't have the uh the don't have the speed but no i mean it's i'd say properly rated i mean it, dude it's a phenomenal class and i expect it to keep growing whereas the other classes um the future is uncertain very true like i mean they put on a show every weekend so yeah understatement the the, the racing is underrated but as far as the class oh, yeah, in general sure. it's properly rated it's it it's everybody talks about it a lot so it's hard to be under or overrated it, Makes sense. Next one is the Winter Olympics. Um, I don't know, man. Winning an Olympic medal is probably one of the coolest things you can ever win. I mean, besides, I don't know. I mean, it's tough, honestly. I'm, I'm more of a Summer Olympics kind of guy just because, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I would say I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm unsure about this one. I would say. Uh, Winter Olympics, golly, that's that's got me in a twist. Oh, I got you on one. Wow, it's such a random one. Um, I don't know. It's not really that hyped up. Winter Olympics, no one really gives a shit. So I would say, yeah, no one really talk. You never really hear much about it. Maybe underrated, honestly, just slightly because no one cares. It seems like, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's Olympic medal. If you can win an Olympics, that's that's something to put on the shelf forever. I mean, that's that's amazing. So yeah, I would say it's maybe slightly underrated. All right. Next one is Jeffrey Carver. 
Oh man, I love me some Carver. I love, I love Don't what we he's all ab- though. I love what he's about. Um, <laughs> as far as his ability to win a championship, I think he, I love you, Carver, but I, I would say slightly overrated just because his mindset isn't that guy to go win a championship. He's more of a guy that um, is going to show up and take your lunch money on a, on a certain day. Um, as his personality is underrated, um, his ability to just go with the flow and, and have fun and enjoy life. That's something I admire. Um, uh, I, I, I don't want to say that his riding is overrated because he's phenomenal, but like the total package to, to get him on a factory ride. I think there's other guys out there who are, who are a little bit hungrier to maybe win a championship right now. Um, but I do love, I do love Carver. He's, he's a really, really cool guy. And, and it's some, and it's very underrated what he does for the sport and the fans. I agree. He does a lot. He's working with a lot of kids right now. Yeah. He's a good guy. Man. He, he, he's, he's doing a lot of good things and uh, we definitely need him on the grid. I agree. I could watch him, right? He's like poetry in motion on a motorcycle. He is fun to watch. He's uh he's he's a tough out too, he's man. Really he's fun. he's a tough out. I I I love racing him. Um, I think he needs to be racing in one of the classes, whether it's it's Super Twins. I was really anxious to see him possibly on a on a Harley in the Super Twins, um, or even racing mm-hmm. alongside me in in production. I thought that would be cool as well. But uh, yeah, I'd like yeah, to that'd see be him. fun to see him in that class. I'd like to see him out there doing something. Um, but yeah, it's it's. If you're not having fun with it or it's not worth your time i really respect that he um respects his value i i res- you know i've learned to respect yeah. my value with certain things and if it's not worth it to you then um for him to sit aside and not race those uh you know m- might not race this season that's it takes a lot of guts than just going out and just settling for uh for something so um i think that says a lot about his character yeah i agree and the last one is firework shows overrated who cares just a bunch of lights in the sky i mean fireworks are cool to an extent but vastly overrated and people taking like 30 minute cell phone videos of fireworks it's like bro we've seen fireworks before they all look the same you don't need to post three minutes on your story of these fucking fireworks going off so i would say um overrated but it does symbolize fourth of july which is a pretty badass holiday it does so it's got that going for it, but fireworks. I will say I went to Disney last week and they have no firework shows right now. And it was, it was, it's pretty sad. Like Why that's not? a really important part to watch. Cause like, you know, COVID and whatnot, you can't stand by people or whatever. That doesn't make any sense. Fireworks are in the sky. You can, that would be like something to do during COVID. Cause you can stand all over the park and watch them. Yeah. Don't ask me, but I was kind of frustrated because that's one of my favorite parts. Uh, that is weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my buddy Ryan, he got married and uh, he had like a $10,000 fireworks uh, fireworks thing Whoa. at his wedding. Yeah, big flex. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool, but I was like, damn, dude. I just want to like, I don't know. I would have bought like a... I would use that for like some cool trip or something. I would have blew it on like a bicycle or something, but yeah, we're different people. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, we are. We're different people. Um, we are different people. Good, man. Those were good. I, I enjoyed yes, that. Those were, t- those were tough. Um, and 
I do have to say before you start talking again that there was a handful of people that came up to me at Volusia all weekend telling me that this is one of their favorite parts of the show, and I was really excited about that. Hell yeah. Now you deserve it. You crush it. I, really, I appreciate you coming on. Before I let you go, what were your thoughts on the, uh, on the opening weekend? Oh, I loved it. Friday's race, like, I know you won Saturday, and that was cool and all, but the racing on Friday was badass. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm almost now I'm almost tired of hearing that. Like I'd rather it be boring. And, it was uh, cool and, though. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just I'm just kidding. No, it it was good. I'm glad. Like, I I truly am glad everybody uh, enjoyed enjoyed the and the race on Friday. And yeah, I mean, there's a, a there's a lot of negativity and things that go about, but um, the racing was yeah, phenomenal all right. weekend long. It was good. Yeah, the racing was awesome. It, yeah, across the board it was, and everybody seemed a little bit extra feisty. And I kind of like that, like feisty in interviews, feisty on the track a little bit. It was kind of nice. Yeah. Fun to watch. I, I agree. I was going to say there were some sporty people over the weekend, and that's uh, yeah. never a bad thing for the sport. So uh, we're I off mean, to fans a... love to see it, so why not? Exactly. We're off to a very interesting season for this year. But, um, yeah, no, nah, thanks again, Jalen, for coming on. I appreciate everything you do and uh, you no were problem. firing away some uh some some stories and posts over the weekend uh we'll try and get you to do more of that in the future so uh the fans out there if you uh, can send Jalen a, a thank you she's uh going to get you guys some content on race day at the uh, aft races so i uh, appreciate it once again no problem thanks for having me chat you soon peace bye all right that's a wrap. What a show. Oh my goodness. Um, one last question I didn't talk about is uh, one of the fans asked me about tire wear. They saw the photo. We mentioned it earlier, the, the tire wear on Dalton's bike. And yeah, I mean, basically a track like that, you want to start off with less tire wear and you just kind of flirt with it a little bit. Like you either start off worse with good tread and finish strong, or you start off strong and then take the chances of your tire actually wearing out. And for me, actually, on Saturday, um, I was a little concerned about my tire wear. I got out front. I, I started to kind of pull a little bit of a lead. But the last 10 laps, I don't know if you guys saw me looking around and, and things of that nature. I've had, I had people reach out to me and say, why were you looking back so much? And I, I was just trying to maintain the gap because I didn't want to push any harder than I had to because of tire wear. I just didn't know where I was. I saw everyone's tires kind of wearing out over the weekend. And I just wanted to save my tire as much as I could. Um, I actually felt like I, I had some more in me if I, if I had to, but I, uh, I was just kind of, I uh, just wanted to bring it home. Um, you know, Dalton's tire was, Dalton Gautier's was shredded. Um, you know, it's, but it seems like those Harleys, they, they take a different tire tread than, than what uh, the parallel um, like Yamahas and Cowies do. So yeah. Um, and then I had a question from Sammy Halbert. He said, like, basically, what the hell were you doing in your semi on the first day? And that's another another tire tire tread uh, deal. Um, I'm pretty transparent. And a lot of guys are secretive about what they do when they struggle or when they succeed. But for me, I'm, I'm pretty open and honest. Uh, um, for me, though, on, on the semi, I started, I pulled out a tire from last season at, uh, at Daytona Short Track. And I just pulled it out of the truck. We put it on for the semi and it had a lot of tread left. And for whatever reason, it was like riding on ice. It was awful. Uh, I didn't know what was going on at the time. I, I just knew that I was spinning, almost wrapping around 
backwards coming off the corners. Everybody's blowing by me. And uh, I was super confused. And I actually thought um, Johnny like sent it underneath me. And I actually thought I might've had a flat tire. So I started to pull off and then I looked down just to see if the tire looked flat and it, it didn't. Um, so I just kept going and, you know, in hopes that I could pass a couple guys to uh, better my starting spot for the main event. But yeah, the, the tread pattern on, on tires on clay tracks is, uh, is very crucial. Um, you know, it's worth seven, eight tenths of a lap, a second, a lap, you know, it's, it's crucial. And that's a lot of, of what we have to deal with at Volusia is tire wear and, and maintaining tires. And, you know, it's kind of like NASCAR just, yeah, I wanted to have better tire at the end of the race. So yeah, keeping tire tread for that is, is important uh, on some of those tracks. It's a little bit of bike strategy there, but good show. Make sure you guys check us out, subscribe, tank slapping on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. I got to give uh, I, uh, the pod a shout out on the podium. That was pretty epic. I was, I was stoked on that. I take a lot of pride in this, man. We put a lot of work toward it. So appreciate all the messages, calls, um, comments that, that keep us going. I want to make sure we shout out our sponsors one more time. Bell Power Sports, Moto America, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, and Jerry Stinchfield, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires. Make sure you support these companies. Send them a, a message or a comment on social media and just thank them for supporting Flat Track, supporting Tank Slap and Pod. Shout out to Billy, my my editor. Appreciate you, buddy, for, for taking the time and doing this. My co-host, Robbie and Frankie, Jalen, for, for doing her thing. And then our awesome guests. Uh, appreciate all you guys. Back home, I was in Florida for two months, so we'll keep this going, try and step up our game a little bit. And yeah, we got a lot more cool shit planned coming your way in the near future. So keep it real, keep it tuned in. And uh, as always, much love and appreciate you guys. That's all I got. Till next week, we out. Later. Later.